This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr, and you're listening to the Business of Sports. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday to explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. But today, it is Wednesday. It is my favorite. It is Fantasy Football Day. And we're, I can't believe it. It's week 11. And we're rolling into this. Wait, I thought Wednesdays were your favorite day because it was Sundays at Carvel. <laughs> no? The, that voice you hear uh, is Rich Truman. Okay. Uh, he writes one whale of an article on the Bloomberg Terminal. And uh, if you want some really good fantasy tips, uh, check out that article if you can. Also, Bloomberg Intelligence's Damian Sassauer. And, uh, well, guys, uh, I, how'd you guys do, man, uh, in our league? Damian and I are struggling. A couple of losses in a row. I believe we're both 5-5. Five and five. We're holding on to a playoff spot. But we desperately need a uh, – uh, I'll speak for myself. I desperately need a win this week. I think I've lost three in a row. Ooh. You well, you know, I mean, I, I have to, you know, I have to say, you know, once I get healthy, <laughs> famous last words, I should be in, I should be in a better position. But yeah, no, I mean, injuries have obviously uh, let me at a five and five record here, but that's that's fine. I mean, I, I mean, that that should be uh, that should allow me to make a run for the playoffs in our league for sure. I'm six and four, and uh, I, I, t- I tell you, has the team. That's who I had to play last week is uh, Charlie. And uh, my he's got the dominant team, or at least one of the dominant teams, and I'm playing him. And it's like my team says, you don't own me, and then just <laughs> went flat, and that was it. So, And it's nothing you can do. Uh, DK Metcalf, it didn't do much. But you, you arguably had the best player in fantasy football this outside running back, um, Kyler Murray, who actually yeah. plays like a running back. You weren't here last week, but I mentioned it on the show. Going into last week's game, he was on pace for 16 rushing touchdowns and 1,000 yards rushing, and he's a quarterback. And he had two more rushing touchdowns last week and a throwing touchdown. He's been phenomenal. And now I think it was also the week, too, where uh, Nick Chubb, he uh, – this was a football decision, by the way, folks. He, he was going to run in for the touchdown, and he said, no, I'm not going to do it. And, of course, if you're rooting for, you know, Cleveland to cover the spread – or you have Nick Chubb, it's like, good in the end zone. But it was definitely uh, a football decision, unlike what happened in the Buffalo game. And I, that that is what you call a bad beat. But hey, what are you gonna do anyway? <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you you had to you had to say it, but I mean that Buffalo game. There is, I mean, look no further than DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, what an unbelievable catch! Probably the best play I've seen in the NFL year to date, and one of the best catches I've ever seen by any receiver. Quite frankly, I mean, he is just uh, he's nasty. He's filthy. 
Yeah, it, as I looked at it, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like. I mean, the Cardinals are are in first place. I mean, who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? Yeah, David Tyree is seeking his autograph, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get into some of the uh, picks we're talking about this week. Quarterback and one big move that has happened because of injuries. Uh, Drew Brees, Saints, he is out, has some cracked ribs. And the doctor said, listen, be careful because you could do some damage to your lung. So uh, Famous Jameis could be in this thing here, Damian. I agree with you. Famous Jameis is back, right? I mean, look, you know, I mean, when Breeze went down last year, it was all about Bridgewater. We could see if Winston can slide into that same role. But I think what this really means, and for all you Michael Thomas owners out there that have been waiting for him to finally show up and do something, this could be exactly what you need because, you know, your your, your leaders are going to have to step up when someone like Drew Breeze goes down, right? So in the New Orleans offense, it's all about Sean Payton. It's all about his play calling. And how can you not call Michael Thomas's number, you know, with Drew Breeze down and Winston, you know, behind center? I think, you know, hopefully we could see Michael Thomas start to put up some real numbers here. I'm going to disagree with you, Damian. Drew Brees is the master of the 10-yard pass. Michael Thomas is a possession receiver, not a burner. And Jameis is not so accurate on the targets. I actually think this is going to hurt Michael Thomas uh, a great deal. Well, it can't hurt him much more than he's been this year. So I guess I'll take the glasses half full. I mean, certainly it's great for Alvin Kamara. I mean, you would think they're just going to run him into the ground. But, you know, know, they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to try and, you know, I think – Reserve what's left in the tank until Breeze gets healthy. So, you know, that means they're going to lean on some other players. Look, I see Michael Thomas. He's still, I mean, despite what you're saying, and it's all true about him being a possession receiver, I mean, Rich, I do think Michael Thomas should play a more active role in that offense. I'll give you one other guy, and I picked him up in my other league, but I couldn't pick him up in our league because I had no cash left. But Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end. He's definitely going to get a lot more a lot more snaps than he does during the regular season. I actually think he is a good sneaky play to play a tight end this week. Which leads me into stuff on your article about the value plays because uh, you're very good at it. Uh, do you have any good value plays? You always have good value plays. Well, actually, last week I was a little disappointing, but I'll give you uh, two sides of the coin. Last week I had an article that said, here's some players to maybe target that might be a little undervalued. I recommended Tom Brady, who was coming off that three-interception game against the Saints. He had a great game. I did mention DeAndre Hopkins, and people might say, oh, how can I get DeAndre? But he had two or three games where he had two or three catches each. And I also recommended Godwin on Tampa. And that aspect, my picks were good last week, but my actual game picks were not so good except for Brady. But one pick I like this week in value, and it's to your heart, is DeAndre uh, Swift of the Lions. Yes. He's clearly established himself as the number one running back now of the Lions. And last week he had over 20 touches. He had over, I think, over 120 yards, including one receiving touchdown. I, I like him as a value play this week. I agree with you, Rich. And, Damian, that's that's one thing about the Lions' backfield I always was puzzled about. Well, you, you weren't quite sure who was going to emerge as the starting running back and is now DeAndre Swift. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And, I mean, look, Marvin Jones is making a bit of a resurgence in wide receiver for Detroit. But, you know, I think I think what's, you know, interesting, you talk about backfields and, and, and you know, not knowing, you know, where the ball is going to go next. I look at that Tampa Bay backfield. My goodness, you know, Fournette and Ronald Jones, you know, both of them actually putting up some decent numbers last week. I mean, we all saw that, 
98-yard sprint down the center of the field from Ronald Jones last week. But, you know, I like him. I think, you know, I mean, you know, so long as Tampa Bay, you know, makes this push toward the playoffs and they have something to play for, you know, I, I like the backfield in Tampa Bay. I mean, take your pick. If it's Fournette, if it's Jones, that, you know, that remains to be seen. But, uh, you know, I like them both, and I think they're going to play a role in a flex position on most fantasy squads as we enter into the playoffs here. i tell you what, guys, another running back. And I'm – how did I miss this guy? Because uh, he's been playing well for several weeks now. Miami, Salvan Ahmed. And he's been playing well. And, and I'm like, he's still open in our league, and he's open in about 50% – of leagues out there, a lot of people are going to be spending a lot of fab money, Rich, for this guy. It's funny. I went to get him last week and Sunday afternoon because I was trailing in my other league, and he was taken like 20 minutes before I picked him, and he actually had a good game. He's good, but Miles Gaskin will come back probably in a couple weeks, so he might have a a short um, shelf right now. Well, I got to tell you, I'm surprised you guys let me take Wayne Gallman in our league. I mean, Wayne has now had two pretty good weeks in a row. And so, you know, for a guy when, I mean, I had Carson on the shelf, I had Miles Sanders on the shelf, Gallman played a big role for me. So, you know, it's amazing. You know, even in a league where, you know, we have very deep rosters and you're not, you know, the waiver wire is somewhat limited, you know, you could still find some value there. And if you kind of waited out two to three years and, you know, looking out there, you know, some of these players definitely can come through. Naheem Hines is another one that jumps out. You know, I have an interesting question for you guys. My article last week talked about players that you might want to try to get that are undervalued. So I took a look this week of players you might want to trade at a peak value. And the one player I'm going to mention, which most people would never trade this guy, but I'm just going to bring up a couple of facts. Dalvin Cook. Mm. He's definitely by far, he and Alvin Kamara, by far the two best running backs this year in fantasy. If you look ahead to the playoffs, which uh, in generally is weeks 14, 15, and 16, uh, the Vikings play the two best defenses against the run, Tampa Bay and New Orleans. The other team they play is the Bears. The Bears uh, held him 96 yards and 30 carries. So just an interesting, you know, you probably can get the world for Dalvin Cook, but he's got three real tough matchups in fantasy playoffs. And keep in mind, he also is prone to the injury bug. So just a, a possibility if you have him and we're looking and we're depleted in other areas, you might be able to get a boatload for him. Well, Rich, Michael, I'll take the other side of that. I mean, look at the Seattle Seahawks and their schedules from weeks 13 through 15, right? The Giants, the Jets, and the Redskins. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, it, it goes it, – the door swings both ways, right? So does that mean you'd be trading Delvin Cook for Tyler Lockett? Probably not. But, I mean, certainly Russell Wilson has underperformed these last few weeks. We can expect some good things out of him going forward for sure. One other running back, and this is probably just for maybe a week or two, uh, that still has some value. Kalen Balazs for the uh, Chargers. That's because Austin Eckler is looking good to come back fairly soon, Rich. Yeah, he's been very impressive the last couple of weeks. But I, I, they still are, even though he's getting the ball more than the other guys, they still have a kind of running back by committee in that in that backfield. So I kind of would try to avoid most of them, but he is the one to have in that backfield. Damon, you see any wideouts out there that you want this week? 
Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. I mean, look, I want DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas. I'd like to start them both. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, look, you know, I, I mean, look, you know, guys who are probably still out there, I'd mentioned Marvin Jones in Detroit. He finally seems to be delivering. But the one name that really kind of stands out to me, Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, Pittsburgh's offense is no joke. And, you know, he started the year very, very quiet. I mean, it gave way to guys like Chase Claypool and others. But Juju seems to be coming on here, and in that offense, with the schedule they have in front of them, I could see him being a real contributor to a lot of, uh, of fantasy championships. You know, on the weekly fantasy, and he's occupied by most, probably every team, I like Justin Jefferson this week. They're playing the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins, believe it or not, has thrown five touchdown passes his last two games. So I think Justin Jefferson, I didn't bring the Jefferson's music. Well, Jefferson say, you're, music you're moving this on up, man. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I do like him this week. You know, there, there's one more that you have to mention here. Michael Pittman on Indianapolis, right? I mean, it seems like Philip Rivers may have finally found his guy. And um, the Colts, you know, I mean, they're to be reckoned with, right? They're, you know, they, they, they see Tennessee again. And so, you know, I would expect Michael Pittman to continue to, you know, get targets, get receptions, and potentially get a touchdown. Tight ends, I was looking out there. I didn't see much out there. I'm sorry to be insulting, but Damien, did you see anybody out there as a tight end you want? Tight ends? Oh, God, I mean, it's so tight on tight end. I mean, Jordan Reed went, and he looked amazing last week. He made that wonderful grab for San Francisco. But, you know, it's very, very tight. It's very, very challenging. And, no, I just don't. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people, and even a lot of the tight ends that, you know, people are starting today, like Robert Tunyon in, in Green Bay, I mean, these guys are getting you, what, four to six points a week, if that. So there's, there's just not much out there. I mean, it's, it, it's very, very challenging at tight end. I want to add, by the way, on the bye this week, four teams, the Bills, the Bears, the Giants, and the 49ers. If you have anybody on your team, get them out of your lineup because they are on the bye. Which brings us now to Survivor. And uh, I'm going to beat my chest a little bit. 260 players, right? We started this pool, and there's only about 35 left. And I'm one of the 35. And it's pretty soon we're about to get into the uh, double teams. Well, don't get too overconfident yet. Who are you picking this week? Chargers. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? That's the thing. Do you trust the Chargers? Because I do have them open. The master of the... uh, uh, Heartbreaking loss that team. Yeah, I mean, Besides I mean, look, if there, I agree with you. If there's any, if there's any time for the Jets to get that one win of the season, it's going to be this week against the Chargers, right? Because of that rookie quarterback. Although he's played so great, I mean, look, I would, if you have to use him and you've used, if exhausted your other options, Michael, I think you know the Chargers are a very viable play here. I have to say. What's your other option you're thinking about, Michael? Uh, I I can't play Pittsburgh because I've already played Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, Vikings, Dallas? uh, Yeah, I was looking at that, and I I don't trust either team with that. So I might be winding up going with the Chargers. But, see, I had a guy in the the league, he played Detroit this past week, and and he came through because they were Mm -hmm. playing Washington, uh, which I still don't trust the Lions. I'm sorry. I love my team, but I've seen them. I've seen too many heartbreaks. (laughs) And... uh, so I, I got to really look. I, I, yeah, I see the Chargers because they're nine and a half favorites right now over the Jets. The Vikings are playing well, though. Yeah, they the are. last month of football, they've been very Yeah, Kirk great. Cousins is looking really, really good. I mean, a lot of people, I think he's one of the most added players in, in most fantasy leagues, um, you know, over the course of the last two or three weeks. I was going to say something smart, but I won't. I, won't. I was going to say, <laughs> get your jackets because something froze over, but I'm not going to say that anyway. I would never do that. Because I'm that that kind of guy. You can catch our podcast right here every month. By the way, I'm saying it froze over because I'm actually surviving, not about Kirk Cousins. I still can't believe I'm surviving this. So 
Yeah. Good luck. Uh, catch our podcast right here. You can find out if I get eliminated uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports Bloomberg Radio around the world.